W270AF Murfreesboro, W263AI Murfreesboro, Smyrna. The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Bart Walker. Well, good morning to you. Welcome into the Action Line from WGNS. This morning, uh, despite the fact that it is very cold outside, and despite the fact that uh, this is probably not the day to go outside and work in your yard, we're going to be talking about working in the yard and getting ready for different things that are coming up, uh, parties and things where you want to have flowers for the festive season that's approaching quickly. Visiting with us, we have two master gardeners from the Rutherford County Master Gardeners, and they do such a great job, the Master Gardeners here in our community. Uh, We have visiting with us Carol Reese and Linda Stevens. Good morning to both of you. Good morning to you, Bart. Thanks for having us. Good to have you with us today. And you're signing up some new Master Gardeners, too. Yes, we are. Our new class is taking or taking applications for the new, new class, and those applications are due by December the 1st. That'll it, be here before we know it. Uh, absolutely. This is the class that is the big one. We, we have the lots big of, one? We have free classes. Is this classes. like the Sanford and Sons? This, this is where you get a badge. I forgot mine. Uh that says you're a master gardener. Ah, okay, so okay. it's uh, 14 weeks. It will be starting on the first class is on January the 30th. Uh-huh. It meets every Tuesday from 9 a.m. to uh, noon, and that's that's 14 weeks. I think the cost is $150. I should have brought my book in, but I'd break my back if I did it. It's about. I don't do that. It's about this tall, but the good thing wow. is. Is there's li- she just showed it. The thing is huge. It really, it really is. We when Carol and I went through Master Gardeners, we had a book that was about eight inches or so. We had to carry it with us mm-hmm. every place. This the new people have an option of taking the leaflets out that they're going to be talking about that week. So you don't have to care. All you have to do is carry two little leaflets around. And what? everybody can do that. Yeah, e- e- even us old folk. That's why so many of the master gardeners look like they're sort of bent over. They're carrying that, all that, these heavy books. It could be, or else it's from bending over and hoeing. Well, that's true. Now, what should we be doing? Should we Right now, obviously today is it's 27 degrees. Not a fun day to play outside. But uh, we still have some things we can do outside with plants and trees, shrubs, what have you. Yes. What, what are those? Uh, we can still be planting garlic. Um, and uh, we can still be planting flowering bulbs for the spring. Flowering bulbs should be planted two to three times the size of the bulb. So if you have a three-inch bulb, plant it six to nine inches. Uh, and you can, you can have, now's the time to get uh, cheap tulips and cheap daffodils. Though I do prefer the daffodils. Tulips are kind of a buffet item on the squirrels. Check. Cheap ones? Cheap ones, yes. Do, do they cheap. last as well? They last just as long as the expensive ones. Yes, okay. sir. I can attest to that. <laughs> Only your pocketbook knows. 
La- last week when it was warm, they were the expensive ones. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And you can dig the hole while it's warm and pop them in when it's okay. cold. <laughs> and 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 don't forget next week, this week coming up, uh-huh. it's going to get warm again. Uh, so, yeah, isn't that nice? Yes. Yeah. Just in time. Well, actually, I'm sort of happy that some of the flowers died back because I've got areas I want to clean out. Um, but I will miss being able to go out and pick a bouquet of flowers mm. and decorate things. But it's when we move to dried flowers now. It's, that's what we do okay. now. We, okay. we move to dried okay. flowers. We have a, a text already from a listener who's obviously uh, fraught with just all sorts of feelings, and maybe we can help, help them feel better. They said about uh, a month ago they put in some nice uh, flowering shrubs in their yard, and they were so happy with them. Uh, is this cold weather that we're having right now going to kill them? Because they, they said they spent several hundred dollars on that. I, and I don't know, they didn't say what kind of flowering shrubs. Well, if it's a tropical shrub, it's gone. <laughs> well, but, surely but, they didn't. Do surely they didn't put in a tropical shrub. I, I'm sure that they've put in woody material that's suitable for this area. And this cold weather is just what the plant needed to rest before it comes in really full so force. this is good yes it, now is the time to plant unless woody it's material. a tropical plant <laughs> <laughs> yes your woody material uh, roots will continue to develop over the winter as long as it's warm enough and, and suitable conditions but your plant continues to grow where you can't see it so and, if you're a master gardener you will be taught don't plant palm trees don't put in banana trees <laughs> it, well you can yeah, you can do anything you want to. You can walk out in the traffic. Yeah. <laughs> you just have to put the palm trees in the garage for the winter. Um, and, and yes, now, yes, I, I have planted. I tropicals. seriously know somebody who had planted a palm. I had planted a banana tree, and had a banana. You knew yes, him too. I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, I so you can do it. I planted a saggy palm once just because I liked it so much, knowing that it would die come winter time. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a guy over, I think, on the street you used to live on, and I won't mention that street, uh, but uh, he has palm trees out in front of his house. I, do you know the one I'm talking I about? Do, I do. Does he I take d- them? Those are big trees. They does are. he take them down each year, or what does he do? I do not know. I don't remember. It seems to me I questioned that when I was there, and I don't know if this is right. I thought he might have wrapped them in burlap or something. Okay. There okay. are protections you can put on them. And by the way, speaking of protections, if anybody has something that they know is a zone uh, 7, which is where we are, or a zone 8, Take advantage of these warm days that are coming up and gather up some of those leaves that are all over the place and tuck them around. Make, make a, what, a bed, a blanket for your tender plants. Okay. And that's going to uh, give them some insulation when the real cold comes. So you don't want to chop those up. You put them on heavy on top of these plants, the leaves? Yes, yeah. Mound them up. You can even put a support around it and fill it up even more, mm-hmm. depending on how ten- tender your plant might be. Another point is if you have plants in a container, that since the container is raised up out of the earth, that container will be exposed to a, a heat zone lower and a heat zone higher. So it will be more cold when it gets cold, and it will be more hot when it gets hot. 
So keep that in mind, those plants in those containers, because if they're susceptible to cold, if they're a zone six plant and we get down into the zone four temperatures, you're going to need to protect those two. Now, what, what is the warmer, the, the higher the number or the, the lower? The higher the number, the warmer. The tropical number is 10, uh, subtropical is 9, subtropical goes all the way up into 8. We're 7A or B, depending Th- on... 3 is the uh, low, the lowest number in the continental United States. So if you're in Wisconsin, you're a 3. Mm-hmm. So it's cold. I mean, cold up there. But if you're like if you're in, up in Canada and Alaska, then you've got a one in it too. Oh man! The, the numbers go from one to thirteen. Alaska is an interesting place. Oh, it is. We have some uh, cousins up in in Anchorage. They love gardening, and their gardens are bigger. Their plants are bigger. Mm-hmm. Their vegetables are bigger mm-hmm. than anything I've ever seen around here. I think, uh, first of all, most, don't most people there have greenhouses? I don't know. They didn't. Okay. But they have a short growing season, but there's longer daylight. And, and I mean, they have a mild season. When, when it's mild for them, yeah. we're talking about 60s. Uh, that's a nice summer day. I have a theory about that. <laughs> What's that, that? In the colder climates like Maine, Alaska... The plants know that they have X number of days to do their stuff, so they do it all at once. <laughs> well, I think they do. Really, the, I remember uh, they had rhubarb, yes, which was huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, big. And I'd never had a. I've always heard about rhubarb pies, uh, but they had a rhubarb pie, and and I'm a believer in that now. <laughs> Not Did many you know of them. that the leaves for rhubarb are actually toxic. The green part. You just eat the stalk. Yeah, yeah. No, it's too late. You can't do that. <laughs> Let's grab a call here. Good morning. You're on WGNS. How are you today? I'm good, Bar. I was calling to ask, when is the good time to uh, do your uh, moms? Do your moms? I had, some, I had some about two years ago, and I didn't put it, when I put it in the ground, I took dug it back up, and it died, so... What do you do about the mums? What How about you plant your... Oh, hold on. Don't hang up because they may have a question for you. What should okay. she do about the mums? Some mums, I bought two this year, and it said they're annuals, which means these are not ones that you should bother with putting out, outside. They're, they're, they're going to do their thing, and then they're done. Then they go in the compost pile. But if you have one that doesn't say it's an annual that would make it a perennial and those you when they're spent you can go ahead and put them outside does that help that helps okay good luck on that thank you have Uh a good day bye-bye you too bye-bye and that opens the line for you talk or text whichever you prefer 615-893-1450 Tell us a little more, because we've had uh, a few people asking questions about uh, uh, setting up uh, uh, the uh, composting sites and things of that sort. Is it too late to do that? It's Is ne- it ever too late? It's never, t- it's never, never too, too late. late. Okay. Go, ca- go Carol. <laughs> it's go never Carol. too late to compost. It'll slow it down some, but it's never too late. If you go out to the demo gardens, even though we no longer have the farmer's market, we have a wonderful display of 
compost and, and different ways that you can compost. We have compost containers. We have open bins from compost. Uh, we have a, a brilliant crew of doing compost out there. And, and if you can engage one of those people and have them talk to you about the compost that we generate out there, they're really phenomenal. We also just put in a, uh, a box, an uh, earth-sheltered box with a, 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 a glass lid where oh. we can start seeds out there in right in the garden it's still a good time to go see the demo gardens we had some windows old windows on swap and shop this morning and i was thinking about something like you were talking about yes if i was handy and could do that sort of work i would love to build my own greenhouse with the old windows it's completely possible now linda is handy uh have you done one of those i've i've done a cold frame what, how is okay, that different okay. from... The cold frame, you make a box and set it on the ground. Mm-hmm. And then you have a hinged window on the top of it. So on a warm, sunny day, even in the winter, you prop the glass up so it gets the the real live air and things. Because okay. it will get so hot in there that it will cook your plants. Even, even in the winter. Even in the winter. Okay. Yeah, it's magnificent. So what could you grow year-round? I mean, you can't do tomatoes, I don't guess. No, that's a... But what could you do all year? Tomatoes don't like it below 50 degrees, and they don't like it above 90. What a picky picky little plant. (laughs) Yeah, but they're so good. It's worth worth babying them. (laughs) Um, Cabbage, uh, broccoli, cauliflower, uh, um. Well, we had turn. purple top turnip greens called in this morning on Swap and yes. Shop. Yes. Uh, turnip, so this turnips, is this would be good. Carrots as, till the ground carrots, freezes. Okay. You could be when the ground freezes. You want to get your carrots out of the soil, but until then, you're you're they're still growing. Um, anything that's a cold natured crop will lettuce work. Let to a degree. Lettuce yeah. not as not as strong as your cabbage. Mm-hmm. But uh, cabbage people. Cover it up with straw and just go out and harvest it in the middle of the winter. Now, for people, because I remember you were talking about the raised bed gardens, uh, how it added a little more growing season to you because it let the air get under it and everything. Uh, How long can you push growing season in with if if you have a raised bed garden out on your patio? And a lot of people have the ground freezes. Till it freezes, and if this plant will withstand the the cold, the fr- the the freeze, like a cabbage, mm-hmm. they quite conceivably could, um, then y- when it gets warm again, it just picks up and starts growing all over again. Collards is another one. I have a friend that has a Florida room, and I'm, I'm, they could put that raised bed garden in there and put it by the window. Sure. And I don't know what temperature. I, th- I think they have it heated, as a matter of fact. Sure. She probably does. And there are bed raised beds with a bottom on them. In mm-hmm. fact, I bought some b- uh, planting boxes because these are going to go in my driveway. Uh-huh. And they have the bottom in them, so you could put that in a Florida room. I've got a friend who's got a, a pool room, swimming pool. So it's humid also. Yep, so she just brings... Does she have a lot of sunlight in it, or does it have many, many windows? It's, it's got windows. Windows, okay. So, yeah, she, so it's, she stores her Boston ferns and whatever else Excellent. she wants to keep over winter in there. As long as you get enough sunlight. 
Uh, a lot of these crops take six to eight hours of sunlight a day. If you don't have enough natural sunlight, you can always supplement. And keep in mind when you're thinking about the natural sunlight, the sun is lower in the sky now and will get lower before spring comes. And even though it's daylight, it's not the same sun that you have in the summertime. Okay, so be aware of that. Okay. Um, and once again, we remind you, you still have a little time to sign up to be a Master Gardener. You have theoretically until December, December 1st. 1st. Now We um, say theoretically because there is a maximum number. Yeah, there there is, and I don't remember what that is. Uh, the applications are coming in. Uh, if anybody is interested, on Saturday, we're going to be at the Linebaugh Library at 9 o'clock. There's going to be a handful of Master Gardeners there, and we're going to talk about our experiences with Master Gardeners. We will have the book so people can look through it. And uh, admire it. And admire it, And yeah. you could see if you can pick it up and be a Master there Gardener. There you go. There, that's, if, if you that, can't pick it up, you're that, not, that, you can't do that's it. That's the <laughs> test. You have to pick it up. Absolutely. I love that. We, 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 we've got to remember that as a requirement. But we'll have applications there. And any questions that you've got, there's going to be some older master gardeners, people who've been master gardeners for a long time. Now, I'm do not they still have to age. be able to pick up the books as you get older? We've done that. Y- that okay. Is, what, you know. <laughs> <laughs> she's tapping her head. She's, Their brains. She's got, she's got all that information stored up in that head. So it's, she's ready for you to, to test her. Uh, now... Would you also have applications? Cause we will have applications okay. there as well. But uh, this is the time when we usually have a class. So it's for, we'll be there from 9 till 10-ish. 9 and till 10-ish at, at Lion Ball? Yes. If we start, stop at 10, I, I have a feeling a lot of times those classes go over. <laughs> but people would. are having a good time. Well, they have so many good questions. It's it's wonderful. Unfortunately, our classes are over for the year. So this will but, be the last one. Yeah, and this is not really a class. This is just an orientation. Let's talk about Master Gardeners. Did I mention we're going to have some interns there? Those are the people cool. who have just gone through the training. And they know more about what it's the training is all about than... than those of us who did it a while ago. And after that, we will also have, we're going to have a cabinet there at the library that is going to be talking about um, the Master Gardener program, and we will have some applications there. Um, I don't know how long they'll last, but we'll put some out. Mm -hmm. And we'll still have classes at St. Clair's for the senior citizens. I Uh, bet uh, that's that's the second Monday of every month. And that will continue all yes. through winter. Every okay. 12 months a year. All right. And the next one's going to be really exciting. Oh, boy. Yes. Do you, hmm? do you have to... I interrupted you. No, you didn't. Okay. We're going to be talking and demonstrating growing microgreens. Metro greens? Micro, oh. mi- <laughs> micro, micro greens. Oh, okay. I thought, what is a metro green? I've never I, heard of that. On a continuum. That's kind of the right name. <laughs> <laughs> We will find out more about microgreens and why you should have it in your diet. Do you eat these things? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Did you say no, Linda? 
No, I didn't say no. Oh, okay. No, so they're okay to eat. Microgreens. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was doing. I. I, I, I was doing. That's so, Linda so, Stevens that you hear. <laughs> okay. I, I. I was cooking my breakfast. And uh-huh. I did an egg over easy, which is my favorite. And I had some microgreens in my refrigerator, and I got this wonderful idea. I put a handful of sunflower microgreens on the plate next to my egg with a piece of toast, and oh my, was that delicious. The morning saga of Linda and her microgreens will continue <laughs> in just a few moments. Carol Reese will be here to tell us about why you should not plant uh, palm trees in your yard. Things of that sort, uh, it's all right here. The only station with topics like this. Look up in the sky. There it is. The tallest tower in Murfreesboro. This is WGNS FM, AM, and worldwide at WGNSRadio.com. Hi, this is Peter Demas. One of the things that we've done years ago is we've been able to do our orders like our pastas and many other items that we used to be able to put them in large pans. And now we have a catering team that will even deliver it to your home. We can drop it off for you, set it up, or they can come in and pick it up. Look up our catering menu on www.demasrestaurants.com. This is Peter Demas at Demas's Restaurant. 1115 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. If you're planning an upcoming trip and want to include your pet, we have all the travel supplies you'll need at Animal City. This is Amanda at Animal City, inviting your family to come do business with my family. Animal City is Murfreesboro's hometown family-owned pet store. We've had the honor and pleasure of serving the community for 33 years. If you want to see some photos of our adorable pets, feel free to check out our Facebook page, Animal City of Murfreesboro, Tennessee. We're at 919 Northwest Broad Street, right here in Murfreesboro. We'll see sunny skies here this afternoon, high around 60 degrees. Southwest winds around 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly clear, low near 32. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 27. Good morning. It remains very slow to go at times. Trying to get in from Hermitage on I-40 going westbound. They're into Donaldson up by the airport. Still a little bit sluggish right now. 65 southbound at Trinity Lane. I still see a lot of traffic volume coming in from Rutherford County, Murfreesboro on 24 westbound up through the Hickory Hollow area. And it's still busy and from Dixon County also on 40 east up towards Kingston Springs. Hey, get rid of that old junk car today by calling TN Junk Cars in Nashville. That number, it's easy. It's 988-2456. That's TN Junk Cars. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Hi, this is Gator with Tire World Off-Road. We're your local rough country dealer. So when you're ready to add some character to your rig, ask for Gator at Tire World Off-Road on Memorial Boulevard. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Online at tireworld.us. Two powerful FM signals, one AM signal, and worldwide on WGNSRadio.com. You can listen to us anywhere. We are WGNS Murfreesboro. The party continues. I want to say happy birthday to Tara McDougal. Tara is our slick pig, delicious banana pudding winner. Happy birthday, Tara McDougal. And our good neighbor of the day is Mary Ruth Jacobs-Reed. The person who nominated her, she is always a good neighbor to everybody from her family, the neighbors in uh, the Murray community of Rutherford County, to her neighbors now in Westbrook's Towers. Mary Ruth Jacobs-Reed, our good neighbor. She'll be receiving flowers today from Jenny Harrison and the family. 
at Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts. You know where that is, don't you? It's a place that you need to go for any of the uh, flowers or coffee and things that you want to send to somebody to make them feel good. Jenny can help you out there at Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts, 117 South Academy Street. Our morning saga continues the adventures this morning of Carol and Linda. Will the fun ever stop? I'm sure that it won't. No. (laughs) Back to the story of microgreens. And only, I guarantee you, only on this station uh, are you able to get information like this. And it's uncensored. Uh, (laughs) That that could be a problem. Yeah. Microgreens. Okay. Okay. And you had those with your eggs this morning. That's the first. Well, that that wasn't this morning because they're they're, they're gone now. But I got new ones starting. Do eggs or microgreens? Microgreens. I've got eggs started. You got got some chickens? (laughs) Do you? Okay. What is the best chicken that you've found to to lay eggs? Because I've had some people who said they had some really pretty chickens, but they didn't do good on eggs. I I base my judgment on on how they act. I don't like chickens that try to kill one another. (laughs) Other than that, I'm fine with whatever egg they want to lay. That's true, yeah. Uh, yeah. Some like children. It's not good to have children who are always wanting to fight. Absolutely. So, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> so chickens and children are similar. Very, very. Uh, no, I, I like uh, the Rhode Island red breeds. I, I make, I'm not a purist by any stretch of the imagination. If the chicken uh, eats and uh, composts the food I give them and then uh, lays eggs, I'm, I'm completely happy. But you're, they're great chickens. Yeah. Then. And yes. if you put the micro greens, I'm with not wasting them. microgreens on those chickens. They can go out no, and I get mean their with own the in eggs. the yard. <laughs> wow, <laughs> this this is getting wild up here. This now is... chickens also do a grand job of collect of eating your ticks out of your yard. Ticks, really? Yes, and fleas. And See, bugs. there's something else you're not going to find that anywhere else. No, chickens will eat your ticks. Absolutely. Okay. And I give them all my leftover food out of the kitchen, and they speed compost it. Now, let's take this to the next level. I'm afraid. If we get those chickens that people put on Swap and Shop all the time, Uh the ones that run around and make noises that they say are... Roosters. No, not those, because you can't have them in the city. No. Uh, Guineas, that's what it is. Guineas. Guineas, yes. Do they eat ticks? Absolutely. They're even better at it than regular chickens. Do they make eggs? And they lay eggs, yes. But I don't. And they I watch chickens any, too. I've never talked to anybody that ate guinea eggs to tell me how they taste. I, I do not know. The, I'm thinking this is really far out. I'm thinking eggs taste like eggs. eggs. And I the reason I eggs. say that, uh-huh. we had a guy in our Sunday school class, and Linda, you may have been there at the time, who had. Um, the big birds, uh, not not the ostrich, but the other big bird. What is the other big bird? The the, the uh, emu? Uh, is it an emu? Oh yeah, yeah. Emu okay. Or yeah. He he brought in emu eggs, and would cook it. And there were about twelve people, and and one emu egg. We all got a good piece of egg, and it tasted like an egg. egg. Okay. Just tasted. Yeah. Didn't taste weird. Didn't taste different. So uh, if you have a... So an egg is an egg. In my opinion. Now, yes, I'm, well, a, I'm, I'm not an egg connoisseur. I mean, I'm, I'm not an aficionado on eggs. 
Linda probably is. No, that's not true. Uh, <laughs> d- didn't our ancestors used to eat bird eggs? I don't know. I wasn't there, so I don't know for sure. Of course they did. We still do. Chickens. Well, I know. You know, I I never talked to my grandmother about eating just regular old bird eggs. You mean like robin eggs and stuff like that? It probably would have been before her time. Okay. I do remember a great aunt who talked about pigeon pie, and I thought she was kidding. I mean, I was four or five years old. It was so gross sounding that it stuck in my mind. And still is there. Do you remember when people hunted grouse? I don't know. Yes. I mean, and, and cooked it. Wild birds, partridge, grouse. Okay. So pigeons would have been in they're that on the, yeah, category. They're on the menu. Whatever you're finding. Well, they would eat anything, I guess. You, you, have, you're hungry. You eat anything. And it probably tasted okay. Uh, we'll probably start getting a slew of uh, messages here about. <laughs> People who are who are getting all of these strange things here. And right now, my uh, my message box is closed, but I'm, let me open it up once again. I opened it a minute that ago. Might not be a good idea. I found some some hidden messages in there about uh, uh, oh the uh, here's an egg. The eggs taste just like regular chicken eggs. Okay. Now they don't say which eggs they're talking about, but they're saying the eggs. I, I'm going to so assume that any, they're talking about the... Uh, eggs are eggs. Yeah. yeah. So, but the the, uh, the ones we were talking about, they're the, great... The, uh, the guinea eggs? Yeah, the guinea eggs. They're great. Um, uh, they, they let you know when somebody comes onto your property. That's what I've heard. Yes. Yes, they're a great doorbell. They're a great alarm system. Now, they probably would not work well in the city. No. Because they run a lot, don't they? They, they go they out run. of your neighborhood. And they don't work well in the country because they get <laughs> eaten. Not just their eggs, but they get eaten by the stuff that's running around out there. <laughs> so they're not real fast. No. Well, they run pretty fast. But they fast. roost at night in, in up, a, you know, they're not on the ground at night unless they're sitting on their eggs. Okay. <laughs> but. So, so there you have, uh, maybe we'll get back to having more guineas. On Swap and Shop, and people can experiment with those. Sure. Sort of. Sure. We have a master gardener, uh, at least one I know that has guineas. I'm going to fly her for information now. Very good. Uh, That's the hot topic right now. 615 893 1450 is our phone number. If you have a question for our master gardeners, obviously they have knowledge in quite a few fields. Uh, Just. Carol's pointing to herself. Only you have the knowledge. Okay, is that what she, is that what she means, Linda? I, I I think so. But the truth is, we all know different things. You all know uh, a little bit about everything. Just enough to be dangerous. Yeah. Uh, that being said, we probably ought to tell these people something about what to prune, and, and what when not to, to prune and when too. To prune it. Why is it that everybody loves to prune? I mean. If there's one it's, thing, it's exerting control over nature. <laughs> yeah, I I always have this urge to go out and prune. Yes, and and then my wife comes out and tries to pull me away from it. I <laughs> I must over prune, pops. Now is not a good time to prune. We're going to have warm weather again, and the the plants that you prune at this time could conceivably throw off new growth if 
I mean, I know it's late in the season, but if they throw off new growth and then it gets cold again, that new growth will succumb to the cold and die. So it's better to wait until later in the winter when the when the shrub or the tree is truly dormant and and then prune or even early, early spring. Uh, we have a question here. This person says, and I guess this could be considered severe pruning. Uh, this person has a large tree in their backyard and they're wanting to remove the part that is over their house, which is about a fourth of the tree. That's, that's significant pruning. That's significant uh, pruning. Is that something that they should do now or wait on? I mean, they're going to take it away. I, since it's that large, if it's necessary to do it, and they're worried about that part of the tree falling on the house, I would call it, contact an arborist mm-hmm. or a tree trimming company and let them do it. It's, it's over the house. If somebody drops it, it's over the house. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so find somebody you trust <laughs> who will do it in pieces. Maybe. And has insurance. <laughs> and, and that's right. <laughs> uh, and, and if you get enough uh, guineas, they'll let you know before it hits. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Not that you can do much about it. That's though. right. But at least you'll know about it. And speaking of trees, yes. uh, the Tennessee Tree Day is set for next March. So if you go online to Tennessee Tree I Day. I saw that on our website. Okay. Uh, March 16th, if I'm not mistaken. And I'm wondering, why are we learning about this so now? So people can, can, can research. Winter's the time to, to evaluate your garden and research what you want to do next year and, and relax. <laughs> okay. And sleep. But... Um, so, but they'll have a list of the trees that are going to be available, and you can uh, possibly figure out what you want to do. So some trees do better than others. In fact, you can make some really bad decisions. Yes. And we're talking about right now, not a, well, maybe not today, but uh, for the season that we're in right now, this is decent season for planting trees. Yes. But you can plant some wrong ones. Yeah, the ones that go over your house. Those are in the wrong category. It was not. It was not that way. This I'm sure this person has the. It probably didn't start that way. Right, and and underneath power lines, that's in the wrong category. Okay. <laughs> Remember, right plant, right place. As an example of plant choosing the wrong tree, and why this is a good time to do some research, I saw a button bush. And I thought, that is the cutest thing. I need one of those. Well, it needs to be in a place that's wet. I don't have any place. I've never heard of a button bush. What is that? Is it it small, big? It's it's smallish, and it's got little round white flowers, and it's just as cute as can be. Well, I have a friend who has a backyard that floods, so Mm -hmm. I gave her my button bush, and it's thriving. In my yard, it would be dead. That's that's why you got to do your research before. Okay. Button bushes are loved by uh, all kinds of pollinators. They they'll cover it um, during the summer. It's very it's beautiful. We have a, a text here from a listener who says uh, they have seen you at the uh, at the St. Clair Street Senior Center. <laughs> Thoroughly encourage other people to go there, and uh, you have to be sixty years old, you I do. think. Or, or come as a guest of somebody that's right. 60 years old. I, when are, when my, are the you there? The people at St. Clair's are so incredibly kind. They, they tolerate me, and they tolerate <laughs> the, the master gardeners, and they're wonderful. 
Um, but yes, it's the second Monday of every month. Second Monday, okay. At 10 o'clock in the morning, uh, you just come in and say you're going to the, in the garden. Here's another question from a listener. It says, ladies, I have two hydrangeas. One is a mop head. The other one is a Nico blue. Is that a type of it? I'm, I'm not. Last year, they bloomed beautifully. This year, not a single bloom. But pretty foliage. Uh, I deadheaded the blossoms last fall. Is there anything that I should do to help them bloom next year? Do not deadhead the blossoms. Some now, when you say deadhead, what is that? You cut, cut off the old. You're pruning it. You're, you're, pruning. you're cutting off the old Back growth. Back to the pruning. Yes. I love to prune. Uh, <laughs> I love to prune. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to send your wife a hydrangea bush. Um, <laughs> hydrangeas either bloom on second-year growth or mm-hmm. first-year growth. Um, and if you don't know... It's best to wait if uh, if the evidently the the hydrangeas that we're speaking of bloomed on second year growth. So after they bloomed that first year, and they pruned the flowers, they evidently cut off the flowers for next year. So there are two types. This person two types of hydrangeas. Mop head is one. Well, that's not necessarily the determining factor. You okay. Can, but you need to know when, what would your hydrangea is blooming on is it new growth or is it second year growth carol i think that the mop head got hit by that christmas eve frost only uh, if it still had flower uh, leaves mine mine had leaves and it still it, it's it's only maybe okay. a couple weeks ago came up with four flowers okay but I, it, expect, but I expect it will come back and do just fine, next, get back on schedule next and, year. And okay. that's another point. If if you're still dealing with damage from the Christmas freeze we had last year. And that really it, did a lot. It did a huge amount of damage. Now, the Nico Blue or I think that's one of the pinnacle. Pinnacle ones, yeah. And I so are those different types? I mean, is it, is they respond one, to the acidity level in the soil and give you different colors of blooms. Oh, okay. So if you have more acid soil, the color will be different. Yes. And the acidity is based on what's around it. So if you have a cedar tree, it's yes. more and acid. Every, everything, everything affects. And you can also buy uh, fertilizers. Uh, Organic, with more acid with Yeah, that will generate okay. a more acid set of conditions. So you can you. control that. Yes, it's manipulation of nature, yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Something else that you're not going to find anywhere else. This morning, we are showing you how to manipulate Mother Nature. Oh, I don't know if she hears you say that. <laughs> we'll be right back. You never know what's coming up. <laughs> I can radio that's kind of possessed. It's coast-to-coast AM overnight every night. You have a possessed radio? Yeah. WGNS, Murfreesboro. Hi, this is Tina Fox at the Rutherford Farmers Co-op. Please come and see us for all your garden needs. We have everything you need to help that garden grow, and we also have what you need for landscaping and your lawns. We have black and brown mulch in bulk. Please come see us. And as always, don't forget us for all your gifts, clothing, and pet needs. 
this is Tina Fox. Your co-op farm and home center is located at 985 Middle Tennessee Boulevard, just off of South Church. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. If you can dream it, Fair Construction can turn it into reality. Shop local, Fair Construction Company. I'm Ron Hall. Investing in property can be nerve-wracking. It does not have to be. Fair Construction offers high-quality craftsmanship, quick response, and attention to detail. Our goal is to keep your expenses low while focusing on our attention on high-quality services. I'm Ron Hall. Shop local. Let our family business help you. Fair Construction Company. All Sports Talk, weekdays at 5. WGNS, your good neighbor station. Rutherford County's place to talk. We are back again. We're talking this morning with Master Gardeners, Carol Reese and Linda Stevens. And if you have a question, we only have about five minutes left in the program. So get with us quickly, talk or text, whichever you prefer. All at 615-893-1450. You mentioned uh, that your sessions over at Lineball had ended officially, but yes, you will be more. there this Saturday. But this is not a learning session, although something may slip out that you'd learn from. Uh, but you will continue. And we do have things that slip out every <laughs> Just certain information will be released this week. Uh, but the classes at the St. Clair Street Senior Center will continue. Year-round. On forever. On, yes. On and on. We're going to do flower arranging, Christmas uh, holiday flower arranging in December. We're doing microgreens, the nutrition that comes in out of your kitchen. Um, it goes good with eggs. And goes great with eggs. Especially uh, unusual oh. eggs. <laughs> Uh, you know, get yes, <laughs> and that will be um, this coming November. Uh, it will be November the thirteenth. Okay, I wonder what an eagle egg would be like. They have those eagle cams where yeah, they take. Yeah. They have a little camera set up when the eagle lays its eggs, so we can we can. I don't want to eat it. My God, no! Uh, <laughs> but we can check out the size. Oh, those would be wouldn't that big. be great? Oh, they wouldn't be as big as an emu, probably, or Hopefully an not. ostrich. No, but still, it'd be great to take to to get see a look at it, them. See what it looks like. The yeah. emu egg was about the size of a, a grapefruit, or a good size grapefruit. Yeah, I, and I wonder what an ostrich egg would it be? Even bigger, like a basketball or something. I don't, I, I don't think it would be quite that big. <laughs> Sometimes I look at those birds and I think, "Oh, you poor thing." <laughs> Can you imagine, and I hear these uh, out in the country, they'll get out of the farms and start running around the streets and the sheriff's <gasps> deputies are out there trying to... The emus? To, yeah. And ostriches are mean. They're dangerous. Well, I don't know of anybody that has those around here. They used I have to not have seen any ostriches around here. There used to be some in, in Bradyville, but... Okay. But I think I have seen emus, on. though, on yeah, a regular emus. basis. And yeah. they'll also protect your other animals. They're aggressive. 
if you have other really? animals in in your pasture uh, i've been told now um now so. back back on your trees uh what should people be looking at right now? if if you had no trees in your yard you were starting from fresh here we are middle tennessee what is the best tree uh, for for putting around the yard that you know. depends as far as if everything being equal, the best tree to plant is an oak tree. What would not be equal? Size of the yard. Oh, okay. And you don't want it over the house. That's and true. You don't want it right next to the house. You don't want it in your plumbing. Old houses had the clay tile plumbing. Those tree roots go right for it. They are drawn to the, the plumbing, water to and the, the nutrients. Yeah. Septic tanks. Yeah. Not not. No, not the septic tanks. Those are sealed, but. Um, Towards real plumbing, for, toward the... Uh, Any place there's nutrients in the, the soil, those roots know it. They just take off running. Um, Interesting. And that's what that's the oak tree that does it? No, all trees will do it. All trees. Yeah, cottonwoods will do it. Uh, willows will do it. Willows especially. If you have a wet area, willow will, will suck the water up. A weeping willow will dry your yard. Just pull that water right up if you want to get rid of it. But if you don't have a big yard, you might want to plant like a witch hazel that gives you winter interest. It's beautiful. Um, and uh, will also grow in wet. Pawpaws will grow in wet, mm-hmm. um, and, which is a native. There's two witch hazels. One's a native, one's a non-native. There's, if you have a dry yard, there's a, uh, a, it's a fringe tree. And these are all smaller level trees. Um, if I if you want a big tree, I I hesitate to put. Uh, well, there's the magnolia, which is exquisite, but there's also a smaller Those called a bell, big, don't a they? baby. Yeah, they get big, big. The baby baby bell, baby bell magnolia. There's a magnolia that's got a smaller leaf. Um, it's a beautiful leaf. It doesn't have the bronze on the backside, but it does have the beautiful little pods that come out. Mm-hmm. And it's a much more controlled habitat, which and all magnolias do well here. If you want to see an example of that magnolia, there's one in uh, Walmart's parking lot that, that lines in the, the parking front, lot itself. Aligns the Memorial Street parking lot at, um, and it's a, it's a lovely tree. Uh, again, Walmart's people are doing great in the landscaping department. They have a columnar oak out there uh-huh. that's magnificent grows tall grows thin doesn't shed a lot not a lot of acorns that you can trip over if you're you know as you get older that's an issue sure um and that's another thing you want to stay away from is trees that uh drop those li- the gumballs uh those are uh the little bitty things the round gumballs that you oh. got to sweep up because you, you trip okay. on them when you because i have a tree that drops little bitty things and they're a mess yeah, that's uh, ginkgo trees are beautiful, but they yeah. and they have a lovely color. But if you get the wrong sex of ginkgo, there's a male and a female ginkgo. We can't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid. I'm well, afraid the show's the, being of, yeah, one, one of them is stinky. You don't want that one. We can't want talk the about other that one. either. Stinky <laughs> sex trees. Um, we want to thank very much. It's getting a little controversial. Carol Reese. And Linda Stevens for joining us this morning and talking about stinky sex trees. And thank you so I much for having I us. I don't know what we're going to do next time. Uh, Wild Willie is coming up next. So uh, he has big shoes to follow. To fill. Thank you.
Thanks, WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna, flagship station for MTSU Sports. Courthouse clock time, 9 o'clock.